Welcome to Sanity, a podcast to help you keep yours in today's divisive political climate. I'm your host, Audrey Scagnelli, and I hope you'll join me in this quest for optimism in a post-2016 world. I'm currently speaking with Shelley DeProto. She is the owner of The Red Hen. The restaurant name may sound familiar, but her Red Hen is about 525 miles north of the Red Hen in Virginia that in June, Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders was asked to leave. Shelley has seen and experienced in her restaurant an impact because of what happened in Virginia, which is a restaurant she'd actually never heard of until this incident. So I'm delighted to be speaking with Shelley today. Shelly and I met actually by happenstance, was having dinner at her restaurant, hadn't even drawn the connection. We had a great conversation, which led to talking about the impact that she'd experienced. I'm just delighted to be speaking with her today. Shelly, thank you so much for joining Sanity. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. I would love if you could kind of walk us through what this was like for you on June 25th, the day that Sarah Sanders was asked to leave this restaurant, how that affected you. It was initially frantic that day because of the volume of phone calls that we were getting and the volume of emails and reservations that weren't real that we were getting on our reservation site that it was all we could really do to keep up with damage control. And so that's basically how we spent the first couple of days. Um, Didn't really have time to think about it. And in retrospect, it was it was definitely we got blindsided. I woke up that morning and was having a cup of coffee and this Google text came in and somebody said boycott red hen and I thought, Well that's odd and I didn't give it another thought. I thought maybe it was just some sort of erroneous text. So then another text came in that had something negative to say but was really not very specific. And then finally a text came in saying that they couldn't believe that we had thrown out Sarah Sanders. And that's when I thought, okay, it's, it's time to get online and see what's going on here. And when I did, I realized that I was in for a long day. So off to work, I went and um, people were mad. We, we got a lot of phone calls, both positive and negative. And your, your Yelp review, which, which had been at a solid 4.5 stars was also pretty impacted, at least temporarily. Is that right? Yes, but they were actually really helpful. We contacted them, and they were very responsive, and they put a block on the site so that no further damage could be done. And in the end, for as many, um, again, for retrospect, for as many negative reviews that were on there, there were positive reviews as well. It would have evened out, but they were all removed, which I Mm -hmm. think is more than fair. The goal of sanity is to spotlight people who are working to have positivity in, in an environment that's kind of becoming more divisive. And part of what I really respect about you handling this is the way that you kind of rose above the political storm and focused on what food and restaurants are all about. My last name is Scagnelli, yours is DeProto, or of Italian-American descent, and food and connections, something that's always been really important. When you were Doing some news interviews related to this, it's clear in the way that you handled it that you really rose above that. But I'd love to kind of hear in your words 
as you were being asked these questions and people were trying to perhaps try to get you to make political statements, how you navigated that and kind of stayed above the fray? Well, um, the truth shall set you free. Um, I just told the truth. We're here to cook. We are here to provide a safe haven for dining. If you want to go to have a bite to eat and you've had a hard day or you're celebrating something or for whatever reason you want to go, have dinner and just enjoy that moment. That's what we want to provide. We are not here to impart our own political opinions or views on anyone. Exactly what we advertise ourselves to be and do, and that is to serve food and beverages and do it well. And I think that refocusing on that during this whole this whole mess was it, it kept us very focused and it kept us grounded for I guess before anybody could react or because we're in such a reactionary kind of time right now. Anything that everybody that anybody does, no matter who they are, as far as politics is concerned, is scrutinized and compared to other things. And everyone is so tense and everyone is, is so ready to pounce that the only way that we could navigate this is to completely remove ourselves from it. And we never set foot in that territory and we certainly didn't want to go there. It's, it's not our policy. It's just not a place for political views. We, we don't even like people going into the bar area and, and talking like that. It's, it's, it's a bad vibe and it, it, it never ends pleasantly. How has this incident that's now four or five months in the past, how has it influenced uh, your mindset or the redhead in general? Have, have there been any, any lasting impacts? If you look at what's happened in our country since June, and then if I take that and put what happened to us into play, I would say that I think that all we can take away from the new be kinder and more welcoming and less judgmental and just do the right thing. Mm-hmm. That's what I walk away with. I completely agree with you. From loyal customers and patrons and people you've had relationships with for years, what was their reaction when this happened? Because Old Saybrook is a small town and, and this was a major league national story and, and still makes its way into the press. Did you, did you experience a lot of reaction from just from the local community? Our regular um, customers were definitely very supportive. They went above and beyond to support us. To They took to social media. They came in to support us. They posted on our, on our Facebook page. They posted on, uh, they tried to post on Yelp and really rally <laughs> the troops to get our ratings back up. But they they were wonderful and you know that was that was a really positive thing and you know even people that weren't our regulars even people that just heard about it i had this this older gentleman come in and you know he had a hard time getting around and and um he handed me an envelope and it had the address uh it had been returned to sender and he handed it to me 
And he said, I tried to send this to you, but it came back to me and I just wanted to make sure you got it. And I said, okay, thank you. <laughs> and, and he sat down and he had dinner and then he left and I finally got a chance to open it later in the evening. And it was a little note with a check for $50. It just said, we, I wanted to support you during this troubling time. And I was so touched by that, that he would, and, and he lived an hour away. Wow. So for him to make the effort to write that check and to write that note and send that and then have it go back to him and then to drive it here after the fact, I mean, he could have just torn it up, but, but he followed through and, and that it's just things like that, that make you, you, you have to know that there are good people in this world. Wow, that is incredible. Goosebumps. Wow. Like you've said, I mean, we're, we're in a world that's so reactionary and so fast-paced. And I think that the headlines so often don't show the nuance, don't show that people like this very much exist. And just hearing that story is really encouraging that someone took the time. I, I was touched. I really was. And I didn't get the chance to, um, I wanted to run out there, but I knew he was long gone by then. And, and mm -hmm. I was just blown away by that. And, and it had, it was probably a month after it happened. So you know, the whole fury behind all of it had, had died down a bit at that point. So even more impressive. Absolutely. I'd like to ask, where did the name, the red hen, which of course is what what's led to all of this where did the name for you come from oh there's an old kids book named red hen and i just thought it was a cute name i liked i liked the book although it's a little controversial and so i thought well that's as good as anything and my girls were younger at that point too so yeah i just ended up with that name well i i like it i, I guess a couple of other and there's kind a of unfortunate <laughs> right with the name, with a, with an unassuming sweet name like the Red Hen. Unfortunately, I think that we're in an, in an environment where incidents like this one are becoming more the norm than the exception. And it's very inspiring to hear about people that came to your defense and were quick to acknowledge there was absolutely no connection between your red hen and, and the one couple hundred miles south of you. Do you have any advice to share with business owners who may have a red hen incident in their future completely unbeknownst to them right now? Uh, it would depend entirely on what their views were. If they wanted to use their business as a political forum, that's entirely their choice. It wasn't my choice. So if there is a business owner that gets blindsided by something like this, as I did, I would just say, be true to your craft. Be true to, to what your, your own vision was. And if it doesn't include politics, then stand your ground in, in that and continue to be kind and professional and treat everyone well. That really can never lead you down the wrong path. Mm. When I was in college, I wrote my senior thesis about the intersection of politically minded, politically active CEOs of businesses. 
and whether or not their personal political beliefs impacted their customers and their sales. I looked at Costco, I looked at Chick-fil-A, I looked at a few others. And when I was doing this uh, research assignment, there was really very little out there to pull from, especially from academic kind of more scholarly papers. And now, I mean, there's a, this is, this has become like a new genre of material, which is kind of wild. And I imagine that the Red Hen name is, is something that if it isn't already is going to become a kind of case study and, and cited in classrooms, which is just kind of amazing to, to think about. It is. And we had any intentions of anything like that when the doors opened here. And I still don't. You know, when the whole thing died down and I stopped answering questions because they stopped coming, I went back into my kitchen and I cooked. Mm. And that's really why I'm here. As far as politics goes, I vote. I have an opinion. But I don't bring it to work with me. I really admire that. I have had the opportunity to be on campaign trails in Iowa and New Hampshire. And the amount of people that I met that have that outlook is, I think, far outweighs the the loudest voices in the rooms that can sometimes be the most divisive when it comes to politics. And I'm worried that voices like like that are, are not part of the national conversation as much as, as I hope that they would be, because I think it's easier to have the loudest, most salacious voices be the ones that get the most headlines and say them the most clickbaity things, but they're not representative of where we are as a country. And I think part of our issues of divisiveness that feel so strong and sound so strong in the news are kind of disconnected from towns across the country that are so different and diverse where they are, what their priorities are and what matters most. I think you're right. And I I think right now that the whole country is riding this wave of emotion that comes from the the screaming and yelling and and name calling and all of the things that are happening right now. These loud voices are just, we cannot let them in. We don't have to be reactionary about this. We can be that quiet person, the person that thinks before they act. You know, actions do speak louder than words. And, And the midterm elections probably showed that more people went and voted and and they want to be heard these quiet people they quietly voted and in the end that that's going to be what what makes things better in this country The closing question that that I've asked every guest on Sanity thus far is, what inspires you and encourages you and keeps you optimistic right now? I would have to say that as far as my profession goes, I'm inspired every day. I'm inspired by a color. I'm inspired by uh, just hearing about some sort of beautiful vegetable or a dish that someone prepared. I'm inspired by a photo of something. I may not know what's in it, but I want to cook something that looks like that. So I make my own version of whatever I'm seeing. And as far as people go, kindness inspires me now. And it's taken a while for for me to see that. I used to be impressed by other things. But now, I guess as I, I get a little bit older, it's not about what you have. It's about 
how you treat people. It's about who you are inside. And I'm not talking about being a powerful person. I'm talking about how you treat other people and what you take away from that and what other people take away from that. Did you make someone's day better today? Did you do something to make someone else feel good today? And did you do something to make yourself feel good? Those are important things, taking care of yourself and take care of other people and just try to spread the kind word. Hmm. I can't think of a better example of that than the gentleman that made the trip to your restaurant and handed you that envelope. Nope. You know what? I can't either. Uh, That was, that blew my mind. And it just, you know, when you, something happens and it's, so heartwarming that you can actually physically feel it in your heart. That's how I felt when, mm. when I opened that envelope, because to go through all that effort for a complete stranger. Wow. I want to know that person. Well, what's really special is when you shared that story, I had that same physical reaction and it would be even more beautiful if people listening to this have that same reaction. And, and I think that's why I'm so excited to be, to be doing this project, because those are the kinds of stories that I think we really need to remember and, and share. So thank you very much for sharing it. Oh, you're welcome. What, I hope that, you know, anybody that's listening to this, if they do have that reaction, that they, that they go pay it forward. Shelly, thank you so much again. And for for those listening, if you're ever in Old Saybrook, I highly recommend having dinner at this Red Hen and then going for a, a movie or a show right down the way at the Catherine Hepburn Museum. Thank you again, Shelly. I appreciate your time. Well, thank you so much and have a good night.